welcome to Sports with a Cuppa. I'm Jonathan. Cheers. Alright. <clears throat> NFL Week 1's here. It has started with an upset. If you really want to call it an upset. Chiefs lose to the Lions 21-20 at home. But when you really look at it, Lions really just caught the Chiefs at the right time. They have the worst receiving core in one of the worst receiving cores in the league. No Travis Kelsey. No real solid running back. I mean, they were they were really ripe for the picking. Detroit was a a good it was a good matchup for them for week one. I mean, to his credit, Mahomes still hit twelve different receivers. A healthy Kelsey and maybe that number is like cut in half. But still, he spread the ball around, had the one interception, still had chances to win the game, but Detroit, give credit to Detroit's defense for staying strong at the end. Jared Goff didn't light up the scoreboard, but didn't turn the ball over, and was fairly efficient, a little more efficient than Mahomes, and they got a Good output from Montgomery at running back, 74 yards and a touchdown. Again, it was only a one-point loss. Detroit didn't outclass them. They just caught Kansas City at the best time. I will say this. Going forward, Kansas City needs to find an option at wide receiver. Mike Evans is looking to leave Tampa Bay. I would be on the phone with them right now trying to get Mike Evans. That would be a huge boost to that receiving core. But let's also see what happens when you get a healthy Travis Kelsey back. Again, only lost by one to Detroit. Don't need to overreact to this. But let's also give Detroit some flowers here and say, hey, that 9-8 and eight last year was, a, was not a fluke. They're solid. But now, can they really, def- can they really go toe toe with Minnesota for the division? We don't know what Chicago is really going to have yet, and we haven't seen Jordan Love yet, and we're going to talk about that game in a little bit. But can Detroit contend with Minnesota? Minnesota was good last year, but against teams with winning records, they were not so good. I don't remember how the head to head went with them last year, but. You got to feel that that defense, if you can go toe-toe against Mahomes, you got to feel like they can go toe-toe with Cousins. Granted, he's got Justin Jefferson, but you got to give them a, a fighting chance or even a real good chance against them. Um, but Jared Goff, to me, has to be a little bit more productive than what he was. He doesn't have to set records. He doesn't have to lead the league in yards per game, but somewhere closer to 300 a game mark and a couple of touchdowns. It's what you're going to need to do to get past Cousins and the Vikings, to me. But overall, I mean, good start for the Lions in a division that is still probably winnable. And, uh,. Let's look at week one. I'm going to go through every game, but a couple of games that stand out to me 
I think obviously Rodgers' debut on Monday Night Football with the Jets going up against a real good Buffalo Bills team. Uh, I think this is a real good matchup because you got a Bills team that's been competitive for several years now. At some point, they've got to get over the hump or they're going to struggle to stay at that level. So I'm curious to see how the Bills do this year because, you know, with Kansas City being the way they are, this could be the year that the AFC Championship is ripe for the picking. And the Jets, this would be a good statement win for them if they can go against a top contender in their conference, show out, play well, win. So it should be a good matchup. We'll see. And then on the opposite end, uh, Bears-Packers, to me, is a really interesting game because it's kind of ushering in the new era of the NFC South. No more Rodgers. You know, it's, you know, see if Minnesota can maintain their high level. Let's see if Detroit's for real. But what can Jordan Love do now that he's the man in Green Bay? Is this the year Justin Fields breaks out finally? Who knows? You got to like what Chicago did, trading that number one pick, getting him a wide receiver. Green Bay is still fairly talented, like... Um, uh, Adam Jones, the running back in Green Bay. But excited to see what Jordan Love can finally do after years of them talking about, oh, is Aaron Rodgers finally going to retire? Is it finally Jordan Love time? Now we get to see. Another one, Falcons-Panthers. Excited to see what Bijan Robinson can do, not just because he's on my fantasy team, but he's a UT guy. See if he can have that same kind of production in the NFL that he did in college. And still, you know, see what Bryce Young can do over there with Carolina. Not expecting a whole lot, but you never know. And then keeping with the fantasy team theme, Eagles-Patriots. I'm not rooting for Philadelphia, but I do need Jalen Hurts to play well. So as a Cowboy fan, Eagles loss would be nice, but as a fantasy football team owner... Need Jalen Hurts to do well. Patriots have a pretty solid defense on their own, but questions at quarterback a little bit. So that's a game I'll be keeping my eye on as well. I mean, I'll be watching them all or keeping an eye on all of them as I can. But then the big one for me, Sunday night Cowboys-Giants. This is a... Loki, this is a really important game. Not just because it's divisional, but you know the Giants snuck into the playoffs last year. Pretty good team. Barkley's healthy. I thought they could have upgraded the quarterback position. Uh, I mean, Daniel Jones is a hell of an athlete. I just need to see him be able to make the winning throws. And I don't know if he can do that. And on the same, on the opposite side, same question. Can Dak make the throws? He didn't play in the preseason, so we got no look at him. All we ever got was reports of him throwing interceptions in practice. And I'm not trying to trash on Dak because I don't like him. Dak's a great guy. I mean, character is not in question here. It's just his ability to throw the ball. 
And they've really got to have him under a microscope now because you have a Super Bowl caliber defense. You don't want to waste that. You know, these guys are eventually going to leave for bigger contracts. They're going to get older. It's going to be hard to keep that squad together for a long time. And if you're waiting on Dak to become the guy that leads you to a Super Bowl, you may not have the defense by that time. And I'm not gonna, I'm not one saying that, oh, well, they just need to go to Trey Lance. They just need to go to Lance. I mean, could he be the guy? Maybe, but he may not be. Don't forget, he's only got a year under his belt, and he's been banged up for most of it. So, and the worst part is, is that they had an offseason where there were other options out there, and they didn't do it. Because God forbid Jerry Jones admit he made a mistake in paying a guy. Should have got Lamar Jackson, like I said. But, yeah, whatever. Tweets their own. I hope Dak balls out. And I think Dak needs to ball out. Send a message early. You know, because even going back to last year, same time last year, you started out against the Giants before he got hurt, was not looking impressive. So Dak needs to go out. And play well. Even if he throws an interception. But if he can give me like. 300 plus yards and 3 touchdowns. And let's. Make sure that there's no question. That they're going to win the game. I think that would be a good. Early statement. Good confidence boost. Because if you look at the Cowboys schedule. It's not. A very difficult schedule to begin with it is and it isn't i mean yeah you got the giants week two i'm sorry the jets week two but you're at home then you got the cardinals who are trash i don't know what the hell happened to kyler murray then then you're at home against the patriots again a good defense but not prolific offense then you got a rematch with the niners and then you got the chargers who you beat last year should be better, but you beat them last year. By all accounts, you should at least start the season 5-1 and one before you get the bye. But if you're closer to like 4-2, and 3-3, and three, you know, not looking very good, that bye week you're going to have to answer some questions, depending on why you're not 5-1 and one or 6-0. and oh. Because the bye week's usually the best time to make a big change because you have that extra week of preparation. And then you have the Rams after that. And the Rams still got some players on defense, but they were very poor last year. They did not look good last year. Basically, all questions really need to be answered before you get to the Eagles game. You need to be squared away before that first Eagles game. If you have any hope of not just winning the division, but going to the Super Bowl this year. You have to prove that you can beat the best teams. That's the 49ers and that's the Eagles. Not so much worried about the 49ers. You gotta beat the Eagles. So a lot of questions, a lot of things to keep your eye on this week. Tomorrow that is. So gonna switch gears and you know a couple of questions that are lingering out there you know baseball's winding down you know have I been 
been keeping up with it as as much as I used to. Not so much, but recently it's been gotten a little easier. The Astros have been on TV a little bit more. Uh, my cable company does not carry the Astros games. Thank you, Spectrum. But Astros, my my guys, they're firing on all cylinders right now. Finally taking back the lead in the division. Only by half a game right now, but finally kind of put the Rangers back in their place. All credit to the Rangers, though. They held on way longer than I was expecting, especially after they lost to Grom. But huge kudos to their front office going out and getting Max Scherzer. I mean, they're all in up there to compete. That's fantastic. But it's all about the Strohs, man. Mariners are still hanging tough. And just looking around, kind of looking around at the standings, it's cool to see Baltimore leading the division. They were horrible for so long. So looking forward to the playoffs, seeing some different teams in there. Super happy that the Yankees are at the bottom of their division. Not a fan. Uh, so we'll see. Having, we'll, I'll have to start getting up to speed on who are the legit contenders and who are just having really good regular seasons. And to get ready for playoff time, still got about three weeks left. Uh, you know, and with the release of 2K the other night, you know, switch gears to the NBA, kind of made me wonder, you know, are we, are we still excited about Wimby? Is the, is the excitement level still there now that we've had a couple of quiet months? And I got to tell you right now, I have loved the quiet months around the Spurs and Wimby. It seemed like there was it was just nonstop Wimby this Wimby that Wimby this Britney Spears. I was over it. I I love being excited about my team, but I hate hype trains. It's like with Colorado right now and Deion Sanders. It's the hype train around it is just annoying. And with that one, I think it's mainly because everyone's just tired of Alabama and tired of Harbaugh and Michigan. They're, everyone just wants something different, something new. And that's what Colorado and Dion are giving them. But focusing on the Spurs, like, hell yeah, I'm still excited. I To watch him play, watch the Spurs play, I'm, I'm ready. I'm just not excited about the over-dissection of everything he does. Everybody and their mother breaking him down and either just being overly hyped for him or they're trashing on him for no real reason just because they want to be contrarian. But I am still excited about Wimby. I'm loving that there's not a lot of talk about him right now. Because once the preseason gets here, once training camp gets here, it's just going to be... It's going to be almost a little too much. But I'm back. We're back. Hopefully be back sometime this week with week one NFL reactions. Maybe even talk about Wimby a little more. See what happens tonight with college football. UT taking on Alabama. But other than that, um, oh, you know what? Let's let's talk about Formula One. Something interesting happened over the weekend. One of the head guys, head honchos at Red Bull, Marco Helmet Marco, made some unflattering comments about Checo in regards to his nationality or the region he's from and he had to backtrack and apologize for that and I just 
You know, I there I like Christian Horner. I I respect Max Verstappen, but there's just such an a POS air POS over there, pieces of crap over there that the way they do business, the way they treat drivers, I don't like it. If I would Checo right now, he's already said he might have to look elsewhere for like 2024 or 2025, but I'm just like you know what. Forget next year. I'm gone. I'll go to Williams next year. And race, you know, stress-free over there. You know, they, y'all, the Red Bull clearly have Lando Norris circled as the guy they want. All right, fine. Wait a season and then go get him. Let Daniel Ricciardo sit in that, in that seat for one year and then go get your guy Lando. If I'm Checo, I'm spending the rest of this season. If I can't beat Max... For the wins, here's what I'm doing as Checo. Every single race, I'm pitting with two laps to go, getting soft tires, weather permitting, and I'm taking fastest lap from him. That's what I'm doing. If I can't win the race, I'm taking fastest lap, and I'm going to do anything else to not help him for the rest of the year. Forget the team rules, team orders. Screw all that. You're gone anyway. So just... Get out of your contract for next year. Go to Williams or Alfa Romeo for a year and just chill. Because after next season, you know Ferrari's going to have shakeups. If Lando, if Lando leaves McLaren, you know, there's, there's going to be all sorts of options. Why put yourself through all that crap with Red Bull and their, and talking crap and putting you down in public? I, I, I come from being a Spurs fan where you don't air your dirty laundry out in public. You definitely don't throw your guys under the bus in public to the media and make it racial. So I would get If I'm Checo, I say, I'm going to do everything I can to ruin the rest of y'all season. Cause I mean, Max has the driver's championship sewed up pretty much. The constructor's championship is done pretty much. Go out there for yourself. Go for the wins for yourself, and if you can't get the wins, get the fastest lap. Take that point away from him, just for, just to spite him. But I just I had to touch on that because, you know, I I don't like the way people get the way people treat other people sometimes. Just bugs. But that'll do it. Follow the show on Twitter. Uh, Sports with a cup of official pot. Instagram coming soon. Appreciate it.